I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast about surviving our 20s. So each fortnight we're just going to be catching up and discussing some things that we've been thinking about recently. So how have you been? What have you been up to? I'm good, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've just started a new job. Um, still at the same company, but a different role. Um, it's a bit of a step up, a bit of a, a bit of a change, but it's going quite well. It's that sort of in-betweeny stage where mm. I'm getting used to a new role, but still having to hand over my old role and... No, it's fun. It's a nice little bit of progression and it's nice to see that kind of steps in the right direction. I always think that's such an exciting part of a job as well when you first start and it's all kind of new and a bit it's a bit nerve-wracking, but also you've got that real adrenaline rush of all mm. especially where you've where it's a step of progression. That's the thing. As For well. the first time I'm in like the the industry that I want to be in, but I've actually I'm like, oh my god, I've done well enough that someone yeah, wants to give me a, a step well up. Done. Like, no, that is quite exciting. Um, yeah, no, I'm pleased about that. So we'll see how it goes. But exciting yeah. time. But what about you? What's been going on? Um, what have I been doing recently? So a couple of weeks ago, I actually took a day off work. It's my boyfriend's birthday, and we decided that we would actually spend the day together and just do something we never normally do. Because I think mm. when you both work, um, and previously for that, he lived abroad, so you don't really spend those big days together. Mm. So this year, we were like, right, we're going to make the most of it. We're going to have a lovely day. And we went down to Brighton for the day, and it was so lovely. I think, I mean, I love Brighton, and so does he, but going on the weekends or going in the school holidays or oh, anything like rammed. that it's so intense oh and I don't I mean I don't like crowds anyway so I find it quite stressful whereas we went midweek the weather wasn't great but it wasn't bad and we just mm. kind of had a wander around the lanes we didn't even go down to the seafront in the end but we had a wander around the lanes we went to some really gorgeous little shops I can't remember the name of it but I will put it in the show notes there is a stationery shop there and if you love stationery, it's just the most amazing. Oh, it had like oh, had like a rainbow selection of Loistrom journals, oh and then all these amazing pens. And then at the back, they had all these indie magazines and really cool books. Like they had the Wallpaper City guides and stuff like that. Oh, really wow. cool place. I so, love Brighton for that. Yeah. it's got so much. It's so quirky. Yeah, there's so much character. Yeah, and... I think that's the thing. It's a character. And then we we went into Snoopers Paradise, which if you have been to Brighton and you're familiar with Snoopers Paradise. Um, you it? would love Snoopers Paradise. Like, you and Taylor should go there. You would absolutely love it. it? Um, it's it's basically like a second-hand shop, but it has it oh, has everything amazing. you can imagine. But in there is a photo booth, and I love a photo booth. And it's one of the old-fashioned ones that prints out the black and white photos. So we just... And like, Alex is like, oh, God, like do we really have to do this? I was like, yes, we need some photos. I just... I love photo I'm booths. amazed I did not put two and two together. Snoopers Paradise. How did I not put that name together? It's so cool. That's literally the defini- definition of me in any antique shop. Exactly. Exactly. Like snooping around it. in like the piles of crap trying um, to find we a gem. But it's it was just really lovely. So we did that, and then of course, if you were in Brighton and you even remotely like donuts, you have to go to Dum Dums. Yeah, the donuts were amazing. They were so so good, and oh, it's just man. it was just a really lovely day. It's nice also, to make different. I think yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people think oh, to spend time with I don't know your significant other or your partner, whoever. You've got to go and do some big, huge like trip or a weekend yeah. away or go abroad and do a city break. But it's no. so nice to sometimes just be like, yeah, let's hop on a train and go an hour or two well, yeah. wherever. Well, that's and... the thing. Like, We kind of woke up that morning. We were like, um, I said, so what do you want to do? I've been asking for a week. Like, what do you want to do on your birthday? Like, I don't know. And then he's like, oh, we should have been organising gone to Brighton. And I was like, well, it is only 9am. Like, We could still, it's, it's a couple of hours drive from where we are. But we drove down and actually, if you're going to Brighton, don't park in Brighton because it's extortionate. Oh my God, no. Don't get the train because that's extortionate. And, well, unless you live near there, it's a pain in the ass to get to. But we um, went to the park and ride at the Whitdean Sports Centre. Park there for free. Hop on the bus for a fiver. For free? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, it's park God. and ride. It's a bus ticket. No, uh-uh. Park and ride in Oxford, you got to pay. What the hell? 
Oh. You have to pay to park your car and then pay your bus ticket okay, to get that into makes the city. Sense. So you don't have to do that in Brighton. You park Yay, your car for free. Oxford. Hop on the bus for a £5 return ticket each. You have lo- They're really regular buses. So we basically just did that. It was a really lovely day. Yeah. And then the only other thing... I mean, actually, I'm, I've been quite... I've been quite um, adventurous. I've been going away a bit. We we both just got back. I'm not really telling you about this because you were there. <laughs> um, but we both just got back from a weekend away with two of our other lovely friends. And we had... I mean, we're calling it a year. It wasn't a year. They, 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 all three of them have been calling it a year the entire time we've had this book, <laughs> and I'm a little bit baffled as to why because it's it's not, it's there, not there is yet. no canvas involved. It it is a log cabin. It's a wooden hut. It's like a tiny house. Um, we actually booked it on Airbnb. Um, I can you, leave it in the show notes. I can yeah. It's in it's in North Cotswolds. Um, not far from Chip, uh, Chipping Campton. Absolutely. Oh, it's lovely. Gorgeous. Um, but the best bit is that you have a hot tub. Oh, it's gorgeous. Out like, in the on the wooden decking, and it's covered over, and you've got a hot tub and a log burning fire, and oh my god, oh, it was we just gorgeous. the four of us just spent the weekend there, and it was. We went for a lovely pub lunch yesterday, didn't we? Had a nice yeah. little walk into the village. The village is Mickleton. Yeah. Yeah, we walked into Mickleton, had a lovely pub lunch. At, I want to say the King's Arms or the King's Head. Something King's about Arms. King. Yeah. There we go. That's the one. Um, <laughs> and then we just headed back. Had, we have to heat the hot tub up when it's a log burning hot tub. So apparently it smells like skiing. I've not been, but I've. I'm it, it's 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 here. got that like um like just cozy. I mean, I say this. I I hate skiing. I've not been for years. I, I can't deal with the cold. <laughs> but it's got that wooden chalet kind of smell. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> and then there's a little log burning, like a little wood burning thing as well. So we sat there, watched Friends, had some prosecco and beers in had the hot some tub. Pizza, it was had a cheese board. It was just glorious. Like nothing extravagant and crazy. I mean, maybe a hot tub in a yurt is crazy, but. It, it's it's it's, uh, it's so like one of it's such a different thing to do and it's that it goes back to that thing you don't need to go abroad or go somewhere like no, super fancy and out not. of the way to have a really nice weekend i mean what it's an hour's drive from yeah, it where was i am here Oxford, like, so it's fine yeah it was a really nice it was just really nice, lovely nice little break yeah it definitely i think that's the thing recently i'm trying to do more little trips around where i am and it's so nice because you really appreciate where you are so yeah that's been this weekend and now we are here recording the podcast and it doesn't really feel like a fortnight since we last did it no god it's I feel like a lot's happened yeah it, we've packed a lot into a couple of weeks actually and it's now raining and it's definitely autumn which i personally i love it i hate the cold but i do love autumn and it's suddenly very cozy i love the colors but they're all too brief yeah you gotta you gotta fit in that window of of enjoying the colors before you just need your thermals for the next five months (laughs) yes completely agree i'm already looking at getting a mahitech but actually that leads us quite nicely on to what we're going to recommend to you all for the next fortnight i have like i said i've cracked out my heat tech um which if you aren't familiar maybe you're not as cold as i am but i am always cold so i always wear thermals i feel like we are we are we are very cold people we are the coldest i mean not necessarily emotionally but physically we are just to clarify we feel the cold is what we mean (laughs) it's like it's like a byproduct of being tall your circulation's just awful and you're always cold yeah but um yeah i've cracked out my heat tech and heat tech are the thermals at uniqlo do and i think that their long sleeve tops are about six quid like they're really thin ones and they're amazing because they slip under literally everything but they keep you warm and they've this i think it's this year they've launched it they've launched like an extra warm and an ultra and the ultra are like well that's what i'm going to take to prague in a couple of weeks because it's gonna it's literally gonna be about minus 10 when i go to prague so i am going to need the extra see i i didn't realize that this was a thing other people don't do 
because when I when I went to this arboretum last weekend, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember how it came up, but it came up that I was wearing thermal leggings underneath my jeans. And um, I went with my housemate. Um, my housemate was like, what do you mean you've got leggings underneath your jeans? I was like, well, an extra layer. Like, jeans are just one layer of material. And like, I feel the wind going yeah. going through and my legs get really cold. And like, if my legs and my extremities get cold, that's, that's it. it. I'm just miserable. I'm like, I have to... I have to take these steps yes. <laughs> because if I don't take these steps, you're not going to enjoy being around me. She's mm. like, so you're wearing thermals, so I'll enjoy being around you. I was like, this is the long and short of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But um, I didn't realise that not a lot of people on a day to day basis over the winter months don't put leggings or some sort of thermal no. underneath. I yeah, thought it was a very us. normal thing to do. I thought it was a normal thing to do, but actually, I don't think I know many other people who do it. And I mentioned this so when so my boyfriend lived in Prague, hence why I'm going back to Prague. Um, and obviously it gets very, very cold there. And when I would visit in the winter, I would have thermal tights with a pair of thermal leggings, about three or four pairs of socks and my jeans. And all of his friends, they'd be like, why? Like, it, yes, it, it gets very cold here, <laughs> but do you, do you need that? I was like, yes. yes. I was like, I've got a vest top. I've got a thermal top. I've got a long sleeve top. Then I have my roll neck. Then I have my jumper. And then I've got my coat and my scarf and my hat. And he's just like, I don't even own a thermal. Like, I wouldn't even know. I think my mum bought him thermals the year he moved in. He's like, why? Why do you need these? Who yeah. needs... I was like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just always... Like, now my feet are cold. Mm. Anyway, what was what one of your recommendations this week? I have a couple more, so we will... We can take it in turns. My... I mean, again, this is this is a very... Based on the current time of year. But um, I mentioned before, I went to Western Burt Arboretum, um, which is the... It's in Gloucestershire. Um, it's kind of... West West Cotswolds and it is absolutely gorgeous. I can't recommend enough. I mean it's gorgeous at the moment because all the leaves are turning mm. and they are they've got a huge um they've got a Japanese maple and an Acer oh, garden. So the colours there are just like the reds and yellows and it's it's perfect. It's oh I've never seen colours like it. But this all came up because I was Googling places that in the UK because you see all these pictures of like New England in the States yeah, oh, and that's my dream. Yeah and seeing all those colours and I was kind of like where's got where's a real yeah. Where's somewhere in the UK that it's has an area like that that is just mm. full of trees that do turn those gorgeous colours. So anyway, Western Burt Arboretum, it's a I think it's a forestry commission. Um but yeah, you 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 have to pay to go in. But it's absolutely beautiful. And you can do all these walks around and there's a walkway through the trees. Oh. So you're like at tree level, you're surrounded by the trees. It's really like I mean, it's huge. Like, we could have easily... You could go back there so many times and never see the same yeah, place. That's... I think the Arboretum, you can get a yearly pass as well. This is my, like, constant gripe that I did not buy a National Trust <laughs> membership you, this year. You've hit middle age now, I darling. Ha- I have hit... I mean, I hit my quarter century and it's all... That's it. It's all National Trust memberships <laughs> from here onwards. But, um, no, if you're a member, you can get in for free. But they've even got, like... There's this cute little cafe that's got a view over, like, all the treetops as well. So you can mm. see all the colours from there. And it's got, like, scones and tea and coffees and oh, gorgeous little so cakes nice. I had the best chocolate brownie and then mm. we went out on our walk and obviously took loads of pictures and there were dogs everywhere <gasps> oh, it is doggies. absolute dog heaven I could have stolen several did okay. not obviously disclaimer but <laughs> did not steal the puppies they're okay. just so cute I need to I need to definitely is worth a trip if you were on this side of the country cool okay so my next recommendation is unsurprisingly and I feel like if you record a podcast you probably do love podcasts I have been listening to even more podcasts than usual recently. And I discovered... I love Fern Cotton. I absolutely adore her. 
Um, and I was listening to her podcast uh, called Happy Place, and it is just the most lovely, lovely podcast. Um, the episode with Stephen Fry is amazing. They really delve into mental health, and they're both ambassadors for mine. And it was it was just really, really interesting, really lovely. But there's so many episodes on there which are just really nice. Even if so, sometimes they discuss things like parenting, which is not really relevant to me mm. at all. Uh, but it's still really, really interesting, and I've just been really enjoying it. I, it's a nice listen. And that actually then links back very nicely to my next recommendation, which is another podcast. And it is, it won't be relevant for anyone. But actually, if any of you out there are mums or dads, um, I actually think this would be a really good one. And I'm not a mum. I do not have children. I am not pregnant. And I'm not, I don't plan on having children for a very long time. But um, Giovanna Fletcher, who I absolutely adore, her podcast, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, is one that got recommended to me on the base of like, yeah, even if you're not a parent, it's really good. And again, they discuss this and they just they really go into depth quite a lot about that loneliness element of when you're a new mum and you kind of don't, you don't really know, like, how do you meet people? Like, yeah. how, how do you go about this? But yeah, I'd re-recommend, so Happy Place from Fern Cotton and um, Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Both really, really lovely, just like cosy podcasts, you know? Yeah. They feel like your friends are chatting. So yeah, what else do you recommend? Um, my other recommendation is, again, it's a little bit local. I'm sorry if you're not from this kind of area. <laughs> but I recently um, discovered there's a brewery in Oxford. Uh, it's just down the road from where I live called Taps. It's called the Tap Social Move. And it's, a, it's, it's opened up this year. And it's... It's a couple who they both at some point in their careers have worked in the justice system. I think one was a barrister and one was like a criminal. Oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think a criminal judge um, or criminologist, something like that. Um, but they they employ people who have been to prison. I am be telling me about this place. Yeah, and they give them jobs because obviously it's it's very difficult to get a job mm. when you've come out of prison, and they're they're people who are trying to reform and sort their life it's out and get back idea. on track. So it's this awesome brewery and I went last weekend and it's such an amazing atmosphere. It's so chilled out. They had a beard competition. So I felt very like I was in Portland. <laughs> like, oh my God, amazing. It, it did not feel, oh, it was, it was amazing. But um, they've got loads of different craft beers, really, really well priced. Everyone was super friendly. I want to go here. We were, we were chatting to random people. I love You stand that. at the bar, you turn and you're chatting to someone. The, I think one of the one of the women that came over and cleared away our drinks, she then sat with us and had a little chat for a bit. Amazing. There's groups of people in, and then they've got um got a little section where there's like a local band playing and then there's also they're selling local crafts. So there was um like I a jewellery stand. And it was just such a positive atmosphere. And and plus really great craft beers, which I don't feel is super super common in this area of it's the country. It's not really. I I um, mean I don't ever really see craft beers. And when I do, I'm always like, oh Helly. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's my craft beer. I've got my craft beer fix, and now it's around the corner from the house. I and love it's that. Probably not the best thing for me. Next but time, um, I can't really need to go there. No, I, mean, I think. Day, but next yeah. time. No, you you would love it, and it is a it's such a great idea as well. And I mean, I'm sure there's other there's other movements like that across the country as well. But I'm just really pleased to see something like that in Oxford. Yeah, I like that. So. Very nice. So shall we move on to our topic for this week, which is friendship? And this actually probably goes on really nicely from what we were talking about before that we've spent this um, this weekend with our group of friends. So there's four of us, and we all met at uni. And um, I feel like we're at that point in our lives where we realise how valuable friendships yeah, are. That's definitely, we discuss this quite a lot about friendship and it's, we want, on this podcast, we want to discuss topics that are relevant to us. And I think friendship is something that really is, like we are both people who really prioritise our friendships. 
but also there's an element of as you get older your friendships really really change and it can be quite difficult to navigate and some friendships don't work out and how do you kind of ensure that a friendship lasts if you want it to if you live on opposite sides of the country or even in different countries or you you know your school friends that used to sit next to each other every day in class suddenly you're not I think that's the difference because when you're younger like the friends friends are the people you go to school with or or you play a sport with or like they're the children of your your parents friends like that sort of thing your friendships are in very fixed locations Mm. whereas now when you're older I oh god I would probably not be in such a positive place if I didn't have like your guys friendships oh definitely and I think you realize how much more valuable they are and obviously they're not most most people's friends or a lot of people don't have friends that are just around the corner or like or your friends are spread all over the country they might be at work or Mm. they might be 200 miles away like it's there's there's no straight like there's there's no set kind of cookie cutter for what yeah. one what a friendship is like. No, I think that's really true, and I think it is back to that thing of at this age, I feel like my friendships are really important. And actually, really interestingly, so we are massive fans of the show Friends. Like yeah. we quote it more often than not. So this will probably be filled with quotes from Friends. Um, <laughs> but when I read an interview with um, oh gosh, what's her name? The the creators of Friends were in an interview, and they said something like the reason Friends took off the way it did is because at that point in your life, in your mid to late twenties, your friends are your family like frequently you're not living at home you're not living near your family and you Mm. need that support network and when I heard that it was just something that really resonated with me because I thought that that is how I feel for me like I love my family I'm very fortunate I have very supportive family but on those days where I've had an awful day or I need help or I just want to feel better I you guys are the ones I lean on yeah um so we kind of want to discuss friendship and unpack it a little bit and you know go through like what happens in long distance friendships etc and all that stuff yeah because I mean Again, we're just kind of basing it off the friends that we spent time with this weekend. But no, this is the same for all of our friendships. Mm. A lot a lot of our, our friendships are long, long distance. Yeah. Um, and I think that just, that happens with everyone, regardless. I mean, yes, we met at uni and now yeah. we live in different parts of the country. But that can happen regardless of whether you went to uni. It may be that you've just, you've moved away from friends at home who you went to school with. It may be that you've changed jobs yeah. and you've moved. Yeah, there's various reasons. And it is, you, you have to put that effort in. Definitely. It's not, friendships don't just, I mean, it is great when you have those friendships that you can just pick up where you left off. And I'd say, I'd say a lot, I'd say most of my friendships are like that, to be honest, that you can get together and it not feel like you've missed any time. But that only happens because you you can't, you need to have made that effort and yeah, it, made it as a priority. Yeah. That only works to a certain point. You can't yeah. just not talk to each other for, I don't know, a year. And... Yeah, well, it's, it's like last weekend I caught up with a friend and I haven't actually seen him in about two years. But And we don't talk all the time. We probably chat every few months. We'll just drop each other a message. But when we do meet up, we are so invested in finding out what's going on in each other's lives. And when he does something really, like he does amazing, amazing cool stuff. And it's always that thing of being like engaged and send, like I'll send him a message and be like, just seeing this piece of work you did, it's amazing amazing and if he hears something that's gone on in my life he'll think of me and say like say something yeah. to me it's those little things like you don't have to be in contact with someone every single day to be a good friend but you need to be in contact when it's important yeah. and that isn't necessarily like Christmas birthdays it's like oh I haven't spoken to them for a little while let's see what's going on in their life or oh they just got a promotion let's send them a message it's those little bits of effort there's a lot of reasons I know you guys care about me but it's those little things it's like when I got my job you sent me a card and we're like oh congratulations yeah. and this weekend like Helly bought me gluten-free bread when we went away and that meant so much <laughs> those really really little things yeah that make a difference and yeah and and it's no one should ever think that those things aren't noticed yeah I think that's the thing and 
also, if your friend doesn't notice them, maybe that's maybe more that's also an indicator. Maybe, that, maybe that's the thing. Like, I'm literally looking in front of me right now, and there's a postcard with a corgi on it, <laughs> with fish and chips, and it's wearing a crown. And Charlotte sent this postcard to me, and like, and it was just such like I love corgis. They've got the cutest they have bums, the cutest in, the bums in the world. And Wiggle. to get that in the post, just like a little corgi postcard from Charlotte, I was like, oh, this warms me so much. So and now it's on my shelf. I think it's that thing of those little bits of effort, and you you both have to make that effort though. That's what's really important. You, yeah. But you have to. I feel like when you enter like a romantic relationship, it's very commonly spoken about that you you know you both have to make the effort. You both have to put in the time. Whereas friendship is sometimes seen a lot more casually than that. And that's fine. I think it, it should be a very like casual relationship. But it but, doesn't mean you don't have to put the effort yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? I, I just... And, I mean, you know that I feel very strongly about this. But, like, because a, a lot of the way through uni especially, mm. it becomes very difficult once people start getting into relationships and it yeah. feels like a friendship is no longer prioritised. Yeah, it's, that's a really difficult thing, I think. When... If you if you meet someone and they have a kind of partner of some description, whether that's just, like, they, they're married or they live with someone or whatever it is, if that's kind of how your friendship starts, maybe that's easier to integrate but I think when you have a friend who then goes into a relationship or if you do yourself it kind of puts a different dynamic on it because suddenly and I don't think you should ever be 100% like 100% someone else's priority in their life that's a discussion for another day but I think in a friendship then often that relationship takes a priority and I think if you have a really solid friendship and you're both very mindful of that then it doesn't have an impact but I think there are certainly circumstances where you your friends can maybe get lost in a relationship and that makes things quite difficult because yeah. you don't want to be the one who's like oh god you're with your boyfriend again or yeah. oh you're seeing her again but equally and you really want to support that relationship yeah. equally it's like another dynamic that you have to mm. contend with and I think if you have a friendship where you can discuss that it's a lot easier than if maybe yeah. you don't and I think it does go back to that that small things like if you've made plans with with a friend mm-hmm. do not then bail on it last minute to go eat pizza with your boyfriend in your flat like yeah that sort of that sort of thing it's still I prioritizing think, yeah it is I, I, I struggle with it more just because I, f- I feel like there was a certain point where a lot of people in my life were in relationships. Yeah definitely. And it was very very clear to me the people who still prioritized my friendship with them and mm. I think that's difficult because you can see so easily that these people are capable of it and it is possible. Yeah. These other people just don't want to make it that much of an effort. Yeah, and it's really difficult because I think especially when you get into a new relationship, it's so exciting. Or And also everyone's relationship's very different and the dynamic's very different. But it's having those conversations. So if, like me, where I was in a long-distance relationship... There would be kind of you guys always knew during the summer when he was back, I wouldn't be around as much. Yeah. Just because I would prioritise him because I don't see him that often. And but you guys were always very understanding about that because I was very honest about it. Yeah. Equally, through the autumn and the spring, I was around every weekend and we could do And we do like as much as possible there. So the girls yeah. really respected that and I really appreciated that. And it was being able to have that conversation. And I don't think it's you know, it is always difficult and you especially when you don't want to comment on someone else's relationship. But I think it comes back to that point of if you want a friendship to last, regardless of where you are in your life, you need to prioritise them. And if, you know, for whatever reason... And that doesn't mean make it the top priority. No, no, but no. It just, no, it just means being aware that... Dropping them a text every, yeah, every this, week or so. Like, that's that's a friendship. That's a friendship that you want in your life. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just going to sit there and keep cooking by itself. 
Definitely. You've That's to, the thing. It's you, like anything. You've got to put that effort into it. But it shouldn't be hard work. I think then when a friendship turns into hard work, that's when you have to start questioning whether that's a friendship for you. And I think this is something I feel very um, passionately about. Mm-hmm. It's the whole idea of friendship breakups because I think we talk about relationship breakups all the time. And we know the rule book for dealing with a relationship yeah. breakup. When it comes to a friendship breakup, that's a whole other situation because, you know, there's it almost feels like maybe there's a different kind of emotion invested in that. And friendships have that... There's that idea that when you make friends with someone, you should be friends for life and that pressure. And that isn't always the case with relationships because we kind of all know that some relationships end and some don't. And we kind of go through and I... I mean, I have a lot to say on this. I wrote a whole blog post on this. (laughs) But I do... I love that discussion on friendship breakups because sometimes you do need to take a step back and say, hold on a second. Is this what is healthy for me? Yeah. Is this friendship benefiting me? Or am I putting myself in a position whereby I'm the one making all the effort, I'm giving everything I can and I'm getting very little in return? And I think that's when you've kind of got to... That's the thing. If it's... (sighs) If it's not something that is in some way reward rewarding, and I don't mean like material things oh, yeah, or anything no. like that. If you not do not look forward to speaking to that person mm. or spending time or making plans with them, if it's it's it is that thing of if you're not getting that effort in return. Yeah. And if it starts to have an impact on I mean, I know we're worriers, but <laughs> but yes. that feeling of God, I'm like this this friend keeps they keep bailing on me or they never respond to my text and you start to second guess yourself and I mean I know we've both done this have I done something wrong have I upset them and you're constant and that's not healthy for you definitely because you you can sit there and you can think about it over and over and mull over every possible every conversation you've had and everything you might have said and things that that they might have misconstrued and that's that's not what a friendship should be like it shouldn't be that kind of effort it shouldn't be something Mm. that's very draining on on you psychologically and I think it's difficult because you have to come to terms with the fact that a friendship's over and especially if there hasn't been one event that you've really fallen out over and you can't yeah. get back from it's not it. like it's, at school where you have a big argument yeah, and it's all a it's, bit of a bitch fight a and then that's that <laughs> I'm very much a like a um, fan of the expression friendships are for a reason a season or a lifetime Mm. that you'll have those friends and maybe they're the friends you meet in school and you get on great and it's because you're in like history class together or whatever you see them every day you've got that reason and that's and then maybe when you leave school you go into a different class you're no longer friends and then you've got the friends for a season so like there was definitely a time in my life when I was going out a lot more I was partying a lot more I was kind of doing all those things and I had friends that were great at that time in my life and I really valued them and even Mm. now like I want nothing but good things for them but as I grew up and my priorities changed and what I wanted changed it we no longer kind of had those core things in common yeah that's the thing you have different things in common and we weren't going out and we weren't getting drunk and actually that's that was kind of the basis of our friendship so when that was no longer the case it I kind of had to take a step back and was like actually this is not that this friendship's no longer serving me, but our friendship wasn't able to transition into the lives we're living now. And yeah, it was they built on been, something different. Yeah, yeah, and their priorities were completely different to mine, and that is totally, totally fine. But it took me quite a long time to really accept that, not to take it so personally, and also not to be angry with them. Like, I never yeah. told them I was angry, but you definitely get that, like, oh, that's annoying. Like, yeah. why aren't they making the effort? Well, it's because it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing, isn't it? If there's... There's friendships that you've had for years and years, mm, yeah. And because a season might be a year or two, or it might be it might be a decade, yeah. And if you've been friends with someone for that long, 
you're like, well, of course I shouldn't be letting this go because we've been friends for this long. So it's obviously a lifetime friendship. That's not always the case. Yeah. And people change. I think we always have to remember that people do change and not only do their priorities change, but their outlooks change. And as you live different lives, you get different perspectives on things. So it might be that the people who you were close with five, 10 years ago, even you could have been best friends, but suddenly the way they behave in certain situations or the views they hold are just not compatible with yours and they'll do things or they'll say things where it's like I you're not a person who if I met now Mm. I would have in my life and so sometimes I think that's always a really important question to ask is hold on if I met you now Mm. would I be your friend and that's not to say that you're a better person or that they're not a good person it's just that you're not compatible people yeah and kind of taking that step back and saying, maybe this isn't right for now. Yeah. And that's fine. I think it's absolutely fine for friendships to end. Yeah. I think it's just, it's that horrible in-between bit where you know it's not a healthy friendship anymore because you spend so long mm. second-guessing and worrying and thinking you might have done something wrong. And actually, the reality probably is that that person's priorities have changed. Yeah. And it's sad and it's not for any specific reason but you're no longer one of their priorities. And that's, I think that's absolutely fine. It's just a bit shit to realise. Yeah, I think it's more common as well in your 20s because, I mean... Especially now. Yeah, I mean, we've had this conversation so many times. In your 20s, people are going one of, like, well, there's, like, two different routes and there's the route where people are starting to settle down, get married or get engaged, get married, think about having children. And then, I mean, we've said so many times, we're so many years off that. It's not even... Yeah, like, it's just... And that's fine, like, and I think if that's what you want to do, brilliant, like, I couldn't be... And I have friends who are doing that and it's amazing and I'm so excited I'm so pleased for people that are doing that. It's just not right for me. And I think sometimes you can make all the effort in the world, but if... If your lives are that different, maybe maybe it just doesn't work. And I think it isn't necessarily a reflection on either friend. It's no. just it's just a yeah. thing. It was like a few months ago I had a I was having a conversation with with a group of friends who I've been friends with for quite a while. And they were all talking about um mortgages. And I just know they're either mortgages. they're various mortgages. I think a couple had mortgages. Um one was looking at buying a house, so they'd be looking at getting a mortgage. And they were all talking about it and I, I felt really out of my depth mm. because I mean here I am renting a house in in Oxford and I'm I'm sure I will continue to rent for like yeah. several years to come. And it's because I know in my head that I want to I want to experience living in different places. I want to keep moving around. I'm not ready to stop in one place. Yeah. But as a consequence of that, it's then put me in a very different place in my life from these friends who are who are ready to settle down and, and get a mortgage yeah. or and get on the property ladder, which is a great thing. But I was just like, oh my God, I feel really like yeah. not on the same page. It can be quite intimidating. It, yeah, in intimidating is I, the exact word. Because I think like your friends would never want you to feel intimidated. No. But sometimes, like, oh God, I should be doing that. And I think even, even in really close friendships, like when you went travelling, that was amazing. I was like, shit, but should I be doing that? Like I've got a job, maybe I should like maybe I should be making the most of it. And it's taken that step back going, we're just at different places. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's absolutely fine. And actually we're in different places, but it works because there's so yeah. much crossover we still have. And similarly with the friends you were talking about, I imagine that it's still so much crossover there. Yeah. But it, it's brilliant. But if actually that's kind of the straw instead that breaks the camel's back and you're like, I have nothing in common with you anymore. You are in a completely different place in your life. I'm happy for you, but this is too much stress and yeah. strain. Maybe that's when you rethink. Yeah. But I think there's, I mean, in terms of friendship breakups, there is those two different types. So there is that one where you're just like, we're not compatible anymore. Yeah. But then there's also the ones which are just toxic. 
Yeah, and are, then you have to walk away for your own sanity. Yeah, they are, they're just not healthy. And I mean, it is similar to what I was saying. They, if they're making you feel like... I mean, there's ones where I just worry. But I feel like that happens... I mean, I feel like I worry about every friendship. Yeah. All the time. Like, I with us. I'm like, oh my God, she's not texting me back. Like, she's read it and she's not replied. That <laughs> bloody actually... blue tick is the bane of my life. But yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like, you worry in every friendship every now and again. If you care, if you're invested, of course you're going to worry a yeah. bit. But... It's the friendships where it's not worry, it's legitimate anxiety and it's stress and it's upsetting you. And they are behaving in a way that is not the way you treat someone you love and care about. And I think a big indicator is if like that, if you feel anxious or nervous when you're planning to see them, mm-hmm. if you if you think about it so much and you're not just, I don't want to say at peace, but when I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, yeah. I'm looking forward to it and I'm like, that's the only emotion that I've got there. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just like, oh, this weekend's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to this. If if you're anxious or you're worried about about what's going to happen or oh, what are we going to talk about yeah. or I'm oh, really the worried worst. that they're... Yeah, that, it shouldn't be... I know we need to put in effort, but it shouldn't be an effort. It shouldn't be hard work. You shouldn't have to... Re- you shouldn't have that horrible feeling of almost resenting putting in the effort. And I think we, we're told this lie almost that friendship should last forever and you should have your friends from school and they should be there on your wedding day and on your deathbed mm. and all this kind of thing. But actually sometimes those people change and you change and the way they behave is not okay. And it is not okay if you care about someone, you don't make them feel like shit. And if, you know, we've all done it where we care about someone, we say something, we do something that upsets them. But then it, there's a responsibility there yeah. for both of you to say, oh, sh- I really fucked up there. Or... I'm sorry if, like, I'm sorry, but you made me feel like this. Can we mm. discuss it? The response is not like being petty or being hurtful or, you know, you know. I, I just, if, I think we're past yeah. that point in our lives now. But if that friendship is draining, mm. like actually draining on you, and I mean, that could be anything. If it's someone who's very manipulative, yeah, who is constantly making you feel anxious, or if they're a sort of, that yo-yo friendship where they'll go off and do whatever and then they come back and uh, why yeah. haven't you been in contact? Why haven't you yeah. spoken to me? Or well, you've, you've tried, but they, yeah, they're, actually, they're not Yeah, you've been off with your boyfriend for the past six months. Yeah, so. or even just, I don't know, whatever, whatever people go off and do and then they come back and straight away it's, why haven't we spoken? What's yeah. wrong? Why? That, it's very difficult because there's so many different situations and I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had a friendship that's completely toxic. I've had ones I which are... I definitely have. Yeah, I feel like you're maybe more... I definitely qualif- have. Like, I've had <laughs> friendships which are which are bad for me. And there are, there are times frequently where I'm like, I should step back from this friendship because mm. it's actually very upsetting. And I do feel very upset. But I think that's because I value friendship a lot more than a lot of people do. Yeah, I think we've discussed this before. And I, I've definitely had friendships in the past that are very toxic. But I think it was when I was younger and I wasn't as... Maybe I wasn't as self-aware. Um, or And I didn't really understand what a good friendship should look like necessarily. So then Oh, God, I actually, I take it back. Badly, I have had one. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't be <laughs> you bad. But it's that thing of you... You don't really understand what a good friendship is. So you have a really bad experience. And I think... I'm I definitely wasn't aware that I could walk away and then when I did I felt like I had done something it was all about me and how I'd done something wrong and actually to be honest I don't think the friends valued my friendship enough to yeah. care and not in a like not I'm not saying they're bad people I'm just saying like, it was a really bad situation gotcha. now I look back I'm like 
that was that was a friendship that I had that was about seven years and it was on and off and it was hitting people against each other in the group yeah. very like was this when you were at school this is when I yeah, was yeah I was at school too we both went to all girls schools and this is something we discuss quite frequently is, is it a very different dynamic in all girls school I think it is and it's a lot more bitchy yeah it's a lot more bitchy and I think that there is a lot more scope for it is difficult but I do feel like it's a lot more prevalent in girls yeah especially at that age or maybe not I mean if you've had different experiences that would be really interesting to hear yeah I just feel like at a certain age because I feel like once we hit sixth form age so like seven, uh, 16, 17, 18 things all of a sudden got significantly better <laughs> it got worse for me See, no mine was oh, I just remember like going through some awful stuff between kind of oh, being God. like 12 to 15, 16 oh, you and it was face, I'm pulling, but Jesus. <laughs> it was just like pitting like friends against each other and she said this and telling that person that it got said and then yeah. note passing in lessons to oh. did you know that so and so said this and you but, shouldn't be friends with her and oh I think God. that's really interesting though what you're saying though when you're younger though because I feel like now if anyone it's different now like we're not going to be passing notes in class none of us are in class but it's those like passive aggressive Facebook statuses or like anything like that you're like hold on this behaviour reminds me of when I was a yeah. teenager at school and people were being a bitch. If I see posts you, like that now, I'm like, well, delete. I'm I like, don't need this in my life. my life. <laughs> don't need that. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, maybe you do need a couple of shitty friends to appreciate the good ones. Yeah. But just because, you ha- just because there's a learning experience there doesn't mean you have to stay in that situation. You have the power to walk away and you should. Yeah. And I think that's something, again, as much as we've become very aware of that now, when, it takes time. When I was younger, I was all like, oh my God, I need to please everyone in this group because otherwise everyone's going to hate me and I'm well. going to have no friends. And yes, I still worry now, mm. but my God, I just felt like I had to do everything that everyone said because otherwise I was going to end up with no friends, which at one point I ended up with no friends anyway. So and really... Survived. So now I've survived I've it. Survived. And I'm amazing. Yeah. I feel like overthinking it and worrying about what other people think of you is a whole other thing we can get into but I think it is really important that although friendships can end and they should end if they're not healthy there's also acknowledging that friendships are very different like each friendship is different and it's how you make that work we're long distance friends and all of my friends are long distance except for my housemate who I live with so it's very like one extreme or the other there and And I've got I've got the friends that I've made here since living Mm. in Oxford but I've only been here just over a year so they're connections I've made from work from housemates etc but we've we've been friends now for six years insane isn't it and all of our our friends from uni they're, they're all over the country my mm. friends from home they're some of them are back at home some are in london like it, they're in different places and you need to acknowledge that all of those friendships are very different and they need to be maintained in different ways yeah okay so if you had one tip for short distance friends and one for long distance friends of how to maintain that relationship what are your recommendations and i'll give you my ideas Oh, for for a short, I mean, a short distance friendship, I I always think it's really important to spend time together outside of the environment that you're in. Yeah. So my, like, there's a lot of people I get on really well with at work, but I don't think we'd get on as well if we hadn't gone for those pub trips every couple of weeks after work on a Thursday or whatever. I think that's really significant. And like my netball team, we get on really well and we play together two times a week, but then we go and grab burgers together. And that's a really nice, like being able to do those different Mm. things outside of the environment that, because a lot of people at our age, they're working, they're living with housemates or partners. You have a very set routine. And I think it's healthy to mix that up and socialise with people outside of that routine. Um, So that's probably my short term tip. My long distance tip, um, I do think that's a lot more difficult. I think you really, the key is really identifying what works for that friend. Mm. 
because there there are friends who I I have one friend who just does not text, does not message. Yeah. And I know that we need to speak on the phone once a month and that works great. Yeah, and that's really lovely because I think you look forward to that as well. Yeah. So I, I really do think long distance, it just you need to identify what's going to work for you guys yeah. and maybe even discuss that. Yeah, I agree. I think you should better have really open discussions and friendships and about that relationship. Like That's what makes any relationship in your life stronger is discussing it. Mm. And we often try and schedule it, the four of us. Mm. We, we acknowledge, obviously, we've all got very different lives and lots of different things going on. I mean, we've been lucky. We've seen each other once a month for, for the past three, three months, months. Which is amazing. We've done Actually, very it'll be, well. it'll be once a month in the past four months if we get together in a couple of weeks. Oh, God. That is that is impressive. Unheard of. But what we would usually try and do is have... I mean, we were like once every six months at one point, weren't we? Yeah. And it, that's actually a really good point. Like It changes with how busy you are. Like Everyone's in different places, but it's scheduling that time in. What would you say are your tips? I think... I'm going to start long distance. I think long distance, it's really easy to forget the little things. Like, I think when we live together, like, you'd sometimes like be like, oh, I saw this chocolate bar and I just picked it up for you. Or, like, I'd pick your postcard. And when you don't live together or you're not close to one another, you can forget those things. Yeah. So I think, like, sending something in the post. Like, I love sending you guys, like, a little mm. postcard if I see it or just a little note because there's something really exciting about receiving nice posts. It doesn't cost a lot of money to do. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It can literally be a one-liner, like, thinking of you. Yeah. But it's, again, that little thing that you've put that little bit extra effort in. Yeah. I think they're really lovely things to do. Yeah, and I think in terms of short distance, similar to what you said about meeting people outside the environment, but also not forgetting to do that. I think when you live near someone, you can be like, oh, they're only around the corner. I can pop in whenever I want. But you don't. And actually you end up barely seeing that person yeah, at all. Yeah, and I've definitely had that. And it's actually saying, <clears> okay... Well, actually text that person and be like, oh, actually, I'm free this afternoon. Do you want a cup of tea? Like, make the most of the fact that you are very close and be a bit more spontaneous with your friendship. Like, yeah. I can't really call you on a Saturday morning and be like, I'm going to come over for dinner tonight. It's yeah. not really practical. But if you live around the corner from someone, you can be a bit more spontaneous. I think it is that. Those t- is, that's interesting because those two tips are very reflective of, again, like our situations that we're in. Because you're in the position where you might still have some friends who are like nearby-ish yeah. to where you are. Whereas my situation comes from, I moved to Oxford last summer Mm. and I knew no one here. I moved here for a job and I've had to make those connections, which is why I think like outside of that routine is what's really good for me because definitely otherwise people just see me in the office or they just see me as a housemate. Whereas if you can do those other socialising things, I think that's why it's that's important to me. Whereas I know you've said this so many times that those those friends who are nearby where you live, that should be the easiest ones to maintain. Yeah. And actually, they can become a lot harder than you would ever expect them to be. Yeah, it comes up to prioritising, doesn't it, I guess? Yeah. So I think that that's the big thing for us both, isn't it? Is that you've got to prioritise your friendships, but you've also got to identify when something's not good for you. It's like any relationship. like You can walk away from a friendship if it's not good for you. Not everyone you meet has to be your best friend. And and all, the, all those things are totally fine. Yeah, it's totally cool. But... We hope we, you, that you've enjoyed our first full episode of 20s Are Hard. And please please let us know your thoughts. Um, yeah, we you... like, want to have a discussion. Like, We want everyone to be involved. Mm. So what are your thoughts on long-distance friendships, like friendships you've had for a whole lifetime, everything? We, we want the discussion. So you can always contact us via email on 20sarehard at gmail.com or on our Instagram page, which is at 20sarehard. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back again in two weeks' time. Yes, we will. So stay tuned on Instagram, etc., to see what our next podcast topic will be, and have a really lovely day. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.